In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson. And welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, Deborah Simpson, or Carla, as I like to call her. Well, I want to thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited to be here. Yes, yes. Well, oh my goodness. Talk about the amazing uh, entrepreneur. I mean, you've done just about everything when you look at your genre. So you have to share with us, like, where did that start? And what was your story from, you know, an early entrepreneur to what, uh, you know, you're working on today? Well, oh, where do I begin? Um, I started my career at Procter & Gamble and they switch your jobs every six months. So you basically don't have a clue what you're doing. Um, and then my husband got a transfer to the West Coast and I joined one, a worldwide consulting firm. And, you know, as luck would have it early in my career, I became one of the first worldwide um, uh, high technology consultants and, and very confused at the time. I said, well, I'm a mathematician, but I come from consumer products. So how do I get to be a technology expert? <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out, right? <laughs> and so anyhow, the reality was I was a sacrificial lamb. The consulting group needed a, somebody to work to be a liaison between the venture capital community and um, the startups where in the 80s, um, the early 80s, they were failing left and right. And, and they felt that the accounting groups should have some responsibility. So I was really a sacrificial lamb and, and just very blessed um, and lucky in my career. Um, through that, uh, took a couple of companies, um, IPO, um, Adaptech um, with Larry Boucher, who's an amazing individual. And, um, and then we formed Auspex together on a napkin, which was the first file server company um, in the late 80s. Uh, then I went the CFO route uh, for a while. And uh, really, See, well, mathematician, CFO, that kind of makes sense. But just knowing you. Well, I'm also a CPA, but I don't really share that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can say the number one thing that someone told me very early in my career, don't ever worry about the money because you know what, if you work off your passion and have fun, there you, go. you will succeed. And I have lived by that. I can tell you, I have had the most fun uh, in my career uh, from then it was a growing, um, uh, so I had uh, 12 successful exits. Uh, well, of which two were the um, uh, in the 80s, the Adaptech and Auspex. And uh, I was a consultant to those both of those groups. And, um, and then um, as I was a CFO, uh, I started uh, uh, just really jumping in helping companies, specifically medical devices, um, because I really believe in a social purpose um, in the companies that I've dealt with. Um, but I could tell you <laughs> the funniest stories across the board because it's hysterical. Um, if I have to get one message across, um, I think I would say, uh, make sure you join the process and have fun. Because you go. well, and I love that because you know a lot of we've heard all this you know passion, passion, passion. And what's interesting is I've worked with a lot of people, and they're like, yeah, I want to find my passion. I don't know what it is. However, the second thing they say is, I want to help people. So what is your, you know, kind of methodology behind finding that fun and passion and helping people? Because, 
you know, when you discover the why, like why this is so important, it's interesting how you'll overcome so many different obstacles, right? And just figure it out. Like with those 12 companies, what was it maybe about one or even all of them that, you know, just drew you into that so that, you know, you get, you know, um, in the trenches and honestly get crap done. Right. Exactly. I, you know, I think there's a couple of things that you need. You need a tremendous amount of tenacity because if you don't have that, uh, basically, um, I think everybody knows what a big uh, bull is, you know, out in the cow field. Um, imagine getting kicked to the face by him, you know, probably, you know, six times a day, you know, <laughs> in, in 2000 pops coming at you, but it's just not unusual. I mean, they, um, uh, I love that the mindset to be prepared to get kicked in the face. Like there's something there because that's true because everybody sees your wins. They don't see how many times you got kicked in your face prior to having those wins. Exactly. Well, you know, one of the, the stories, um, Reed Dennis, I don't know if you know him from IVP, I believe Reed's 95 now. Um, last time I talked to him, he was 89 and he said, you don't need me anymore. He said, I'm 89, I'm gonna go take care of my grandkids. He's just the most amazing man. Anyhow, but I met him in the early nineties um, when I, I was working as a CFO and I went into the board meeting and um, the, the CEO, I'm not giving any names, um, had changed my financials because he had made a two and a half million dollar mistake. And he tried to hide this from the board of directors. And so I went into the board meeting and I opened up the financials and all my numbers are different. And so I just slowly shut the book and I said, um, thank you very much. I appreciate working with you guys. Um, but I just want to know, I don't represent these financial statements. And as the chief financial officer, I hereby resigned. Now you're dealing with the top venture capitalist and um, Stanford um, executives in the world. And I basically, you know, I think there was 10 of them. I just, <laughs> I just walked out of the board meeting um, because you have to stick by your values. Oh, there you, you go. Know, integrity. Don't have fun get into your passion, but stick by your values and don't compromise. And yeah. so what happened in well, that because when you compromise, it's not only in the situation that you're compromising, you're compromising yourself. And then to think about the mindset that if you compromised yourself, that that would uh, completely affect how you showed up. Like I know it would for me. So, you know. and, 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 Believe me, I'm as a free. I'm, I'm an out of box box thinker. I'm probably one of the most creative people you'll ever meet. But you, there are issues that you don't compromise, and that's integrity and honesty, and um, and those keys uh, go over and over again. I've had a couple other um, experiences and situation where basically I just said, I if you want to do this, that's great. You do, you know. I I'm not. I'm just washing my hands. I have too much work to do anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> my phone rings too much as it is. <laughs> One of my wonderful mentors that I've had, um, and I say mentor, even though, you know, you pay him, <laughs> mm-hmm. is the fact that, you know, sometimes business, it, well, most of the time, business is a um, exercise in exclusion versus inclusion. Because I think, especially those uh, of us that have been in marketing and sales, we're constantly trying to fit something in Mm -hmm. instead of realizing that it's about saying no, like that, no, that's not in my wheel or that's not 
in my value system. That's not, you know, and exactly. it's so, so many times we're trying to include it. And really, if you look at it and focus on excluding it, Mm-hmm. And even in marketing, really, I mean, blue uh, ocean strategies, right? What 66% of the market is about just being different and being unique. And, and it's about exclusion. Like when they, you read these advertisements, it's like, they're excluding people. They know who they are and they're excluding people. And I think that's really an interesting, like human uh, nature piece that we don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. No, and, and um, two, another thing we don't talk about uh, enough is marketing. You know, your marketing is your driver. And no matter what anybody says, do you know how many times I've sat down in meetings with entrepreneurs and engineers and they say, you know, oh, this product is so exciting. It's going to sell itself. Whatever. No, it's not. That's a comment ever. Our, our good friend, Ernesto Ceroli. I love the guy. Talk. Like there's three different people, marketing people, mm-hmm. uh, product people and financial managers, right? So you got the marketing who will sell it for $2 when it costs a dollar to make <laughs> or no sell it for a dollar when it costs $2 to make marketing people, uh, are, um, um, product people who just want to dump all the cash into the product people and the financial managers are like, we just need to make some money around here. Yeah. <laughs> so marketing is critical. And there's many reasons, obviously many reasons why it's so critical and it's so human nature. So like, what have you experienced in your entrepreneurial um, journey in regards to marketing that has really made a difference in how it has been received or, you know, just, it's so important. And it, it, and there's so many like yahoos out there trying to say, oh, we do marketing. And it's, it's an interesting topic to have a conversation around, but what, what has your experience been? You know, um, I guess luck early in my career, um, I'll give you a great example. Um, the first person hired at most startups um, with the mentors that I worked with was a, a marketing communications person. First person, you know, before anyone else. And so I think um, a, a little tiny company, uh, which uh, was acquired by Cisco in, I want to say it was 1992, that's when we sold that one. Um, we sold it to Cisco. Uh, John Chambers was a VP at the time. And, um, but he was going to be promoted to president. We had it sold to IBM <laughs> um, for uh, 180 million, but the paper reported, the San Jose Mercury News reported it at 150 million. And so John came in and um, we were, th- I don't know if you've ever closed a deal with IBM, but um, <laughs> IBM has, I believe they have, um, uh, I'm exaggerating, but a hundred binders of, you know, each one with 10,000 questions in it that they have to complete before they can do an acquisition. It's a very, very painful process to put well, Same mind. thing on the VC arm. Oh my gosh. If you want to get investment from them, good Lord. Well, and we were three weeks from closing the deal. And so, um, you know, um, uh, Jim at the time said, you know, asked me, he said, can we, you know, um, you know, and I just, everybody just looked and said, no. It's like, we're not doing this again. It's done. We're three weeks from closing. We're out of here. <laughs> and John Chambers looks and he said, really a classy, incredibly classy man. He said, uh, I'll close in three weeks. Anyhow, we sold in three weeks for three, 250 million. Wow. So it ended up being a, um, a really exciting 
um, really good deal. And I say we, you know, I'm just a consultant, you know, on the side, help giving direction. Um, but one of the most unique marketing um, things that we did in um, uh, that particular company, Kalpana, was um, we had incredibly strong Marcom um, with this um, an executive named Larry, who was absolutely amazing, brilliant across the board. Uh, but Larry's not a strategic mind. And so I'm sitting down with the CEO and and he said, well, I, I don't know what to do. We don't have any, you know, we don't have any marketing strategy. And I said, well, let's just split it in two. <laughs> he looked at me, he's like, split it in two? You can't split marketing in two. And I said, why not? <laughs> and he said, whoa. Anyhow, to make a long story short, um, Charlie was the, the, when we split it too, now it went to Larry and Charlie and Charlie was one of the top execs um, at Cisco. Now he's um, uh, CEO in many companies across the board, but uh, just, you know, the ability to adjust and, sh and change, um, you have to be tenacious, but you also have to be able to pivot. And if you don't pivot appropriately, you're going to die. And, um, and it's that, in some cases, more, constantly pivoting. No more truer in the last year and a half. Yes. everything like how do you adjust how do you and and that's why it's so critical to understand your market understand you have to have a great product but then understand the numbers behind it and that's really a balance of you know having a team just like you were saying you're like yeah you were the consultant but you were the glue pulling all these people together to say hey this is the part that you do well this is the part that you do well this is the part that you do well right and it's having the right people in the right place at the right time doing the right thing and that really is a um you know an art and a science to entrepreneurship and i think so many people go at it alone and that to me is listening. a recipe for failure but but Carla, across the board, it's listening to your mentors, you know, listening to your people. And um, my first time CEO was in uh, mid nineties. And, um, you know, you'd meet with everybody who was successful. Okay. And I was running around like an idiot, um, changing my business plan and my structure and everything to how they succeeded. Okay. And mm -hmm. I probably had 200 um, devices. And I often joked with um, Reed Dennis and I said, it cost you 10 million bucks to teach me how to, see, to be a uh, CEO. And, um, you know, he just laughed and said, oh, well, it was worth it. <laughs> I don't know, but the reality is, you know, when you come from hindsight to foresight, it's a, 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 it's a, a huge adjustment um, across the board. Um, but I should let you know, um, Carla, that um, I'm a serial entrepreneur, but I've never invented anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do tell on that. Because, you know, I think so many times people think they need to come up with the idea, right? Pick the best idea set of ideas. Uh, run with it, poke all the holes and do the day-to-day -day mundane stuff. So seriously, think of that. Serial entrepreneur never created any of it because you're a mover like me, by the way. So we're all about, you know, picking the best ideas, coordinating them and figure out who needs to sit where on the bus uh, to be able to create a plan and then handing that plan off to somebody else. So you have to share that with us. Well, let, let's just think about how many ideas every day does a human have? Many, you know, yeah. it's not yeah. just one or two, but they have ideas. Now, if everybody made a company, then we'd all be, you know, running around in, um, and, uh, you know, our own private jets and, and the whole world would be, but it just doesn't work that way. Um, it takes an uh, idea uh, and a very, very strong team um, 
but it's putting together the pieces, which is probably my strongest skill set. Is is identifying well, you're a mover. Of course, that's your strongest skill set. Pick yeah. the best ideas, set of ideas, prioritize them, and figure out who the heck needs to be on the team to make something, you know, happen. And, and then leverage it, and um, it'll go. I think out of how many? Out of the fifteen companies I've done, uh, twelve have been two IPOs um, uh, that I've been really active involved in. Now, keep in mind, there's probably another fifty out there that I've consulted with, but. Um, so that, that out of 15, I had three losses and those were emotional losses um, because, um, uh, and they weren't big ones. They were um, smaller, um, very small angel investments, but um, you know, social purpose is really key to me, Carla. And one of them was a, a dental truck uh, company. And they wanted to go around to companies to do, you know, dental services. That's actually but, not a bad idea if you could execute yeah. well. Right? Well, you know, then you've got capital intensive, then you've got uh, contracts and, the skill set associated, and I didn't have the time to dive into them. But what amazing social cause! Um, I I love medical devices because, um, and actually that's probably my passion, um, which is why I got involved with this company. That uh, world weight in probably less than a year, um, they will be able to scan your heart, um, basically take a, a little scanner like this, and tell you if you're going to have a heart attack 48 to 72 hours before you have a. Uh, uh, I should say cardiac event. They keep telling me I shouldn't say heart attack, yeah. <laughs> but a cardiac event. And so, um, I mean, this should be basically like a blood pressure cuff or thermometer in every office um, because of what it can do. And um, um, I think you, um, you know that I was on the, the NASA, I was invited to join the NASA incubator board of directors. And that was really fun. eBay came out of, um, was probably the most famous one that came out of that incubator. Um, but just, um, uh, just there's ideas left and right, Carla. Um, yeah. uh, it's, but you know, um, even gatekeeper innovation, which is involved with the opiate crisis, absolutely every person in the, in that has an opiate or any kind of abuse, Xanax, any kind of drug, actually, even to save babies, you know, I mean, 2 million babies are poisoned every year you know, from getting into their parents' medication. It's a simple locking cap is all it is. Now, why would I waste uh, my time dealing with a locking cap? Um, well, one, because it was saving lives. And I got a phone call from my mother. And this is right, this is probably in about 2015. And um, she said, does this cap break? You know, and, um, and I said, um, well, tell me what you mean. She said, well, it must break in cold weather. <laughs> I joked. I said, well, we took them to Alaska. We love Alaska. Uh, and at 40 below, it functioned just fine. So I don't think that's an issue. Well, then how, it must break. And, and I said, well, we dropped it off a 10-story building and um, it didn't break until the 11th time. So I don't think that's an issue. And then I asked the question, it's designed to break if someone tampers with it. Mm. And I'm telling you the love that came through this woman from this one, she said, Oh my God, she said, I, I thought my son, I didn't, you just saved his life. He's going to wilderness camp. It's like, I cannot believe he's gonna be 18. And, uh, and, 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 and I got this before, you know, and that's really, I mean, we, you know, it's making a difference. This mother did not know her child. I went through this with my son, um, which is all on the uh, saferlockrx.com website. And, um, and now he's happily married with two amazing grandchildren. Um, but uh, I would say for five years, Carla, I sat on the edge of my bed crying. 
I didn't know if my child was alive or dead, you know, and, um, well, and how many other parents are going through that? Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a, like you said, it's a crisis. Well, and then how did I get involved in the, the heart company? Um, I got involved in the heart company because it was a um, technology that actually um, came through the military. Um, and um, uh, the company was uh, bankrupt and, but it had um, not a good staff of engineers, probably the best I've ever worked with. Three of them were on the genus, are on the genus level. It's like badass. And, and it, I, I've seen, you, I mean, it's, yeah. The group and if you of, take these people and you keep them focused, I mean, that's the, you know, you always have to. Ah! keep them focused yeah, it's like they're always going to go shakers or provers because the provers yeah. do whatever like they're just like poking holes and crap and the shakers are coming up with new ideas like no we got to the finish line and that's engineers like it's always been 50 50 with engineers that we have worked with for years and years and years it's like either they're like idea 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 and like they're constantly focused there or they're just like have no like ability to see the prioritization of like what should you be doing right now right and they're just like ping 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 so i love that and it definitely shows to working with engineers oh, and they're so fun and the, the technology you know, is out there i mean they do have some amazing patents oh my gosh it's and um but it's just so exciting because you know um i'll give you a great example uh guy walked in um, and he said, you know, I just got this in the emergency room last week for chest pain. And um, I wasn't feeling good. And so I was there for two days and then they let me go and said, go to my cardiologist. So he said, you know, I just came back from my cardiologist. And he says, I'm just fine. He said, but you know, I understand that you have this machine. I believe it was a prototype um, that you can put me on and tell me what's going on. So we put him on the machine and then we got on the phone. Would you please get a taxi to the hospital? <laughs> Uh, three of his heart valves were clogged and the cardiologist had just released it. My goodness. And so, you know, I, I mean, mean, and talk about that. When you look at the stats of, you know, heart related issues and the cost, like you could just keep on and the fact of, you know, lives saved and it's just incredible. So where can our listeners uh, get a hold of you, Deb? Um, probably the best way is at, um, uh, I would say D Simpson, um, at cmedics.com. That's S E E M E D X.com. Um, and, um, I do get a tremendous number of emails, um, but I had to have people to help me, um, uh, across the board. Um, thank goodness you know, for our help and support, right? It's all about having fun. It takes a team. It takes a team, right? Exactly. My goodness, thank you so much for being on uh, the hey, anytime. This is just really fun. Your entrepreneurial story, uh, you know, and there is just beauty within tragedy sometimes and love that you are sharing it with us all. I'm here for you and I'm uh, just doing a great job letting the world know that, you know what, in America, we are driven entrepreneurs, you know, and I in America uh, is a nonprofit that I formed. Um, and basically fo focusing on, you know, helping American youth across the board and, and drive home entrepreneurship, you know, making it um, fear is one of the things that stops uh, progression within in the world. So let's, you know, educate. Let's make sure we eliminate that, fear. Uh, that link in the uh, podcast notes. So I think that'd be awesome. Thank All you right. so much. Deb. Carla, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate you. 
Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life.